Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery, nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Sammy F. Hey there, Sammy. Hey, what's up, Doug? So Sam, can you jump in and tell us, uh, how long have you been clean? Where do you attend meetings? And if you'd like to give your home group a shout out. Yeah, yeah. So I've been clean since May 9th, 2004. I just celebrated 16. Um, I go to meetings in the South uh, Pittsburgh area and uh, the, the Washington PA area, which is very close connected to South Pittsburgh and kind of all over Western Pennsylvania. But like, you know, it, it's, it's mostly contained in South Pittsburgh uh, and my home group is Pay It Forward, which meets Monday nights in 84 PA. Okay, so Monday night home group in 16 years, man. Congratulations. Happy anniversary, Sammy. Thank you, my dude. And that's good. I remember you 16 years ago, and it's a, it's a really big difference. I'm looking forward to what you have to share about uh, today on the episode. Thanks for having me on, my brother. June 16th, Accepting Life. Some things we must accept, others we can change. The wisdom to know the difference comes with growth in our spiritual program. Basic text, page 95. It's relatively easy to accept the things we like. It's the things we don't like that are the hard to accept. But we're making the world and everyone in it to suit our taste would solve nothing. After all, the idea that the world was to blame for all our problems was the attitude that kept us using. And that attitude nearly killed us. In the course of working the steps, we begin to ask ourselves hard questions about the roles we ourselves have played in creating the unacceptable lives we've lived. In most cases, we found that what needed changing was our own attitude and our own actions, not the people, places, and things around us. In recovery, we pray for wisdom to know the difference between what can and can't be changed. Then, once we see the truth of our situation, we pray for the willingness to change ourselves. Just for today, Higher power, grant me the wisdom to know the difference between what can be changed and what I must accept. Please help me gratefully accept the life I've been given. What are your thoughts on the Just For Today? So, um, I mean, when I read this, you know, I, I, I tried to, I tried to, to think on how I would have viewed this in early recovery, but the thing that that stood out more so than anything is like, you know, the past so many years of my life, especially probably, you know, the past five years of my life, uh, since, you know, me and my daughter's mother had split. Um, and, you know, I became a single dad with 50% custody of my daughter. And so at this time, you're probably feeling a little bit like, well, you know, questioning, well, what can I change about this? What are some areas I need to accept? Right. And then, sure. and then I, th I think that's, that's the difficult part in life situations like that. Right. It's like, sure. well, well, what do I, you know, what, what actions can I take? 
Correct. Correct. So, you know, as, as I was, the reason I use this as an example is because this is a, the thing that's been most prevalent in my life um, over the past five years. It's, it's been relationship decisions, you know, dating with women since me and my ex, um, me and my ex split up and, um, and also like business decisions, right? Like I hate pain and I hate chaos and I hate living in it and I hate being around it. The reason I do what I do that gets me in a jackpot situation all the time isn't because I'm comfortable with chaos or like it. It's because I seek and act out on certain behaviors to acquire instant gratification and immediate results. And nine times out of 10, when you do that, you're going to suffer some sort of fucked up consequence. Everything that I've ever been involved in throughout the course of my life has been a direct result, like it talks about in this reading, of my own actions. Like, not to say that I haven't been a victim of circumstance or just some unfortunate, you know, accidents, but like, for the most part, everything's a derivative of, of what I've done. Unfortunately, a lot of times from my own experience, I think hindsight's twenty twenty, And, you know, no, having the wisdom to know the difference a lot of times comes in hindsight. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go into every situation and be baffled or not see it for what it is. I just know from being clean a, a, a while and, and working the steps and understanding myself that, like, you know, I am prone to making the same mistakes over and over again. And a lot of times, you know, it's essentially the same mistake, just disguised in a different mask. Um, but the one thing that I could tell you is through prayer and vigilance and consistency of trying to apply spiritual principles in my life on a daily basis, it gets easier to identify shit and it gets easier to hold back and have some self-restraint um, and, and do what I need to do to persevere to the other side and trust in God and trust in the process that if, you know, if I apply the third step to my life, that things are going to get better on their own accord and that God has a plan for me. It doesn't, it's not always easy. It just gets easier to execute that because as time passes and I get older, man, like I want less and less chaos in my life and, and I want peace. It's just, you know, it's tough, man. Like it's tough sometimes. And I, I don't want to make excuses, but like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a being that, that enjoys immediate gratification and instant results. And I don't like working hard for shit most of the time. Like, I, even though I've busted my head so many times learning that lesson. But um, once again, I, I believe through the program in Narcotics Anonymous and by applying spiritual principles, you know, things will continue to get easier. Not maybe ever easy, but easier. Yeah, and I think and those are good points that you bring up. And I think like if we continue where where the quote from the basic text on page ninety five, if we continue, the next sentence says this if we maintain our spiritual condition daily, we find it easier to deal with the pain and confusion. And that may speak to some of the things that you're talking about too. So so there's there's definitely a correlation between um, working on working on the spiritual part of the program, right? My spiritual being. And then being able to accept some things and just leave a bad taste in my mouth. And I don't always have to be reactive. Right. And that's what I hear that you're talking about too, is like, Hey, there's some things I can cut it off at the path, right? I can hit it off and I don't have to go, you know, take these situations to the bitter end. Um, 
And, you know, and, uh, uh, and I don't know if that's easier to do. Like, you know, when, when we're kind of new in the program, you may say, oh, you know what? I just, I see this being a little bit too chaotic. I'm going to make a couple of different decisions. But now we're kind of a little bit comfortable in our ways and say, oh, you know what? I can live a little bit reckless. I'll deal with the consequences and keep it moving. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There was something that else that I wanted to add and, and, uh, and I said it and when I was talking and, and, um, and I realized like the importance, I think that, that this term has, and it kind of talks about it, but it doesn't word it like this. And I try to tell people, you know, when I'm trying to carry the message to a guy or when I sponsor someone is self-restraint, like somewhere along the line, especially over the past decade, and I'm sure you've picked up on this, a term that, that seems to go around our fellowship a lot more is, is, is a powerlessness across the board, like a, a powerlessness plaguing them, and like people have no control over themselves anymore. And, and, you know, I use the term self-restraint, and like, you know, a, a lot of times, man, like, you have to have self-restraint and discipline in life to accomplish goals. And that's something that like, you can't fucking blame the disease of addiction for everything. Like that, that shit just ain't going to work and it's not going to get you ahead. In life. It's not. And like, so yes, in, in re early recovery, I, I agree with you a hundred percent that it's one, it's harder to identify shit. And number two, it's even harder to control yourself. Like, you're, I mean, you're coming in, you're chemically imbalanced, you're trying to get acclimated, we're dealing with wreckage of the past on an epic level. But like, if you don't start learning to have some self-restraint right out the gate, you're fucked. Like, there has to be some sort of self-restraint and, and, and self-discipline. Let's transition into the second question for today. This is going to be... Um, off of the just for today, the last sentence there, uh, it talks about, please help me uh, gratefully accept the life that I've been given. Um, mm -hmm. And so in this, in this, how, how does that play out in your life? What do you do to, to walk out that gratitude and accept um, you know, CMF, right? The life that CMF is experiencing a day at a time. What's that look like for you? So, so, you know, um, I think I, I think that's been an evolution as time passes in in my ability to accept life for what life is and to see life and all life as a blessing, regardless of what stage, you know, of life I'm in, regardless of on a surface level, you know, um, or a level that could be monetized, like how, how great are things, you know, how great are things in comparison to you know, my wants and desires and then, and then what I have. And I, I think for me, I had one of the most terrifying things happen uh, about five years ago where I got falsely diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, I went through, through two months uh, of a battery of te testing before we found out that like what I had wasn't cancer. Like, uh, and, you know, at the same time, my grandmother had just died, who was like my mother. She basically raised me, and my stepdad was dying of pancreatic cancer. So, like, you know, with all that death around me, and just, you know, the unfortunate, you know, 
amount of death we see, you know, when you're a member of Narcotics Anonymous and a lot of your friends are, are drug addicts and recovering drug addicts. You know, when I came out on the other side, my appreciation for life was at an all-time high. I got, and uh, ever since that happened, it's been easier to get out of the funk and, and just recognize like, hey man, I, I, don't, I don't got cancer. And it goes back to something like, me and Doug got clean in the same place and by the same guys. And something that was shoved down our throat when we got clean was, was, um, you know, I don't, des- I, God's grace was kind of defined as to us is, you know, the life that we live, God graced us out of active addiction. And what we have is more than what we deserve. Like if I would have got what I deserved, it, it wouldn't have been the life that, that I was given by God and Narcotics yeah, Anonymous. That's true, man. Yep. So, so, with everything that I've experienced, with my experience, like I can usually get out of the funk a lot quicker and come back to man. I've truly been been blessed in recovery, and and I truly live a blessed life. And I've got no reason to be resentful, like in the grand scheme of things. You know, I got a healthy daughter, like I'm alive. I've got breath. I got family. I got friends. I got dignity. I got some clean time, and most importantly, I have an understanding. Of, of how to get out of whatever I'm in to get to the other side to, to get better. And, and, and the reality of it is, is man, like I got, I got blessed with more than what I could, whatever I could hope for and deserve. Yeah, that's right. And I agree with you and I identify with that. And in my spirit response to that as well, um, I have a lot, a lot better life than the life I deserve. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people listening. <laughs> If you could go back, right? If you could go back right now, if you could go back and you could talk to, to yourself with one day clean, one week clean. And I remember that Sammy, right? <laughs> right? Like I remember that, um, uh, bad, bad shape guy walking in and getting clean. So if you could, if you could go back and tell yourself, you know, something at, at one day clean or one week clean or something like that, what message would you give yourself, um, just coming into the program? Yeah, so so there, you know, when I came in, I was angry, uh, I was resentful, I was full of anxiety and fear, and, and I was full of uncertainty. And I, I think those are pretty common themes in most people's lives uh, when, when they're getting clean initially. You know, I, I was scared. I couldn't sleep at night. Like, um, you know, the only time I could seen the doze office when I was in a meeting because I was bored and I felt safe, you know what I mean? So, so, um, I, uh, that, that was really, that was really, you know, the, for real, the only time I could sleep and I was just such a disaster. And there's, you know, you're once again, I was being investigated for insurance fraud when, when I first got clean and I was looking at like a year in jail and, and, uh, you know, I had nothing, no possessions you know, no skills, you know, no, no occupational background, nothing to offer the world. And, and I was terrified and I felt hopeless, man. And it's hard to instill hope in the hopeless when, when, when there's nothing tangible for that person to grab onto. And, and something that was taught to me early on was, or said to me was, you know, the only thing that's expected of you is to stay clean. And, um, and, you know, I didn't understand the magnitude of, of that fully, but 
you know, we look around at people in the rooms that have jobs, families, houses, money, cars, you know, they got the girl, the clothes, you know, the self-respect, they have friendships, they have all this type of stuff and, and you desire that. So a company with, with being in a, in a really low place, it's hard to find hope, man. And, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted all the stuff externally and I wanted to feel I wanted to feel okay and not be afraid. And, you know, I wanted to have 20 years clean and I wanted to be articulate when I spoke at a meeting and all this stuff. And, you know, once again, I came in a month away from my 23rd birthday when I got clean and, uh, and, you know, I just celebrated 16 years clean and, and, and I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be 39 this month. And what no one told me ever when I got clean was, one day you're going to get all that stuff, but you're going to be older. And a lot of people that you loved, like your grandmother who raised you and your stepdad, all those people are going to be dead. And you're going to have to bury sponsees and you're going to have to bury other friends. And, and as many great things that you're going to experience, you're going to have to deal with a lot of sadness in the meantime. Like, so every moment of your life, including this shitty point of early recovery is precious and fucking valuable. And once it's gone, all it is, is a memory. Like, so appreciate to the best of your ability, everything you have, because as long as you do what Narcotics Anonymous is telling you to do, everything's going to be okay. So I would say, hold tight and appreciate it because shortly you're going to look back on your life and everything's going to be different. And a lot of those people that you love dearly are going to be gone. And, but you have them in this moment and, and, and now's your chance to shine. And the beautiful part about getting clean though, is we kind of look at the world again, like a baby with new eyes and, and everything kind of seems amazing when you really start looking at it uh, through, through a surrendered heart. Many thanks to Sammy for sharing his experience, strength, and hope with us today. I'd like to point out on page 95 of our basic text, it reads, One way that we can continue a conscious contact, especially in hard times, is to list the things for which we are grateful. So I invite you today, take a couple seconds and say, Hey, what am I grateful for right now in this moment? Who are the people around me? Where are the places that I can freely go? How can I experience gratitude? List those out. And then as we walk out into this world, let's be mindful. Let's be mindful of the gratitude that we have. And let's attempt to display that when we interact with those people, places, and things. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless.